0: Welcome to Biz Trends 2023. I'm your host, Rotendo Nyamwada. It is my absolute pleasure to have Dali Tembo, CEO and co-founder of The Culture Foundry on Biz Trends today. Dali, welcome back. It is so incredible to have you on today's episode.
1: Thank you so much. I think this is my third year in a row, so I feel very privileged and grateful to be back. Very happy to be chatting to you guys.
0: So let's jump straight into it. Uh, You have stated that Africa's youth and Gen Z are your passion point and your ongoing research into Africa's youth trends is of critical importance, not only for marketers, but for the whole continent. Can you share with us what insights are being revealed in your research and how you think these will impact trends this year and in the future?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, if you're not focusing on young people and you're a business owner currently, then there's probably something you need to really take note of. Um, you know, I'm very lucky having worked in this industry for the last 17 years to have seen so many incredible changes happening with young people on our continent specifically. And the overwhelming amount of information that's out there is very much suited to the international community or the global community. So we take a lot of pride in helping to provide some insights that are very, very localized. There are a few things that we've seen that have really changed post-COVID that have been particularly interesting that we probably need to take a small moment to double click on. Um, I think one of the first ones that uh, most people have been talking about, but also that needed some excavation in terms of insight has been some of the narratives that have been out there and this new trend that we are calling deeper narratives. The big thing about the narrative conversations that's out there for young people between the ages of 18 and 24 specifically, so around your your Gen Zs has been, there's so much polarization out there and so many assumptions uh, according to, you know, what the African young youth look like, what they talk like, the brands that they like, conditions that they live under you know we do a lot of work with multinationals who come into these markets with expectations about what it's going to be like to be in those markets so a lot of our work is about debunking those myths and um, and looking at what do people really want to be described as as opposed to defined as and it's really talking to the idea of a freedom of assumptions Um, you know if you think about what happened during COVID we had so much misinformation out there, you know, you just had to see, you know, your mom or your grandmother or whoever else it was on WhatsApp, you know, kind of sending you all kinds of interesting information um, that a lot of younger people had kind of learned to discern. So we're in this space at the moment where I think um, a lot of young people are looking for brands and kind of bigger multinationals to think about how do we connect and refine how we are identified. Um, And a lot of this has been fed by COVID. A lot of this does also have to speak to things like the mental health uh, conditions and conversations that are out there at the moment where people feel very, very overwhelmed, but at the same time are using simple tools to kind of uh, get back in control uh, to all of the randomness that exists around us. And when I talk about randomness, I'm talking about, you know, electricity, I'm talking about floods, I'm talking about uh, service delivery issues. It's very difficult for young people to plan their day. So this is a way to kind of get around that and to have, um, a way of getting back a little bit of control. We also see these deeper narratives playing out on social media platforms on the continent. So, um, you know, against what a lot of people think, whether you look at West Africa or East Africa, our work shows that young people are doing what they need to do to be online. So even things like cryptocurrency, even things like gaming and sports, these are things that a lot of multinationals are starting to spend a lot of information in taking, um, you know, getting people like us to try to do research to investigate, you know, how impactful, how important, how big are these things? And the answer is big and important.
0: It's very interesting when you're unpacking these deeper narratives and with your particular focus on the youth, Um, I've heard you say before, you know, when people are talking about marketing and communicating with uh, certain demographics, there are things like guerrilla marketing, uh, people talking about targets and segmentation, barriers to entry, and you talk about that feeling almost like an invasion. And is it, in your opinion, are those forms of marketing um, are the youth a little bit more resistant to that? How should one be approaching conversations, advertising, marketing, to youth um, with the sense of deeper narratives that you're talking about.
1: I love the fact that you use those examples because to me, I always say, when we have these conversations, things like guerrilla tactics, things like targeting. I mean, they, to me, I always feel as though we're discussing a war or uh, some kind of combat strategy as opposed to how to connect emotionally with people who have very deep needs as young people. Um, And I think, uh, to your point, it's like, what do we need to do to connect with young people? And through all of the research that we've done currently, a really important aspect of that is just uh, spending some time to understand how people feel today. And it's very different. Even though we're having a conversation about African youth, it's not a monolith. People, you know, there's very big differences in African youth and their expectations, needs, and once when you talk about South Africa, let alone Joburg, where you have to kind of look at the different nuances there. So um, I think efforts to make sure that you're personalizing and customizing are of grave importance. They're very, very important. I think it also comes back to um, some of the conversations we had earlier about uh, being genuine and authentic. If there is anything that young people today have the capacity to discover, it's the ability to... Check on your facts. It's to use the internet to their advantage. It's to look at the influences that you, you know, as a lot of brands utilize and go, hold on, do these people drink these things? Do they eat these things? Are they watching these things? Um, you know, we had interesting conversations, and I must admit, very uh, difficult conversations for some of us where, you know, clients of ours have um, elicited the, the the use of certain influences who we know through our communities don't actually use those products, or not in the way that they think they do. So um, so authenticity is of paramount importance, and also I think it's important to align the business objectives and values with those of those young people um, that make real sense. Yeah? Um, some of the times, one of the things we noticed with something like millennials is everyone went on millennial trends um, and actually forgot about the fact that their brands don't speak to that. So you researched five years earlier, and they weren't talking about those issues, that they you know, purpose wasn't that important in terms of young people. Um, So it is important that you make sure that you're aligning your brand values with some of these things that young people on the continent are feeling very passionately about.
0: Thank you so much for those insights and what you're talking about in terms of aligning those values um, with these influences that you're making use of because oftentimes we do see brands being called out or influences being called out for inauthenticity um, at the end of the day. I watched your uh, incredible, excellent uh, TED talk from last year, which was titled, Imagination, Africa's Secret Weapon. And two quotes that really stood out uh, was the one that you said, we're under pressure as a society to do way more than just adapt to our current environments. We're being forced to shape them. And the other one from Alan Kaye, where you, where you quoted saying the best way to predict the future is to create it. Now, as a future-trained spotter, can you perhaps share with us what and who is shaping these new societies and futures?
1: I feel like you need to become my new PR person, Rotendo, because you keep re- making references to great kind of moments in our, in our last kind of uh, last six to 12 months. So, yeah, I I, I think it's... Ob- it's particularly important for us to look at what has changed in the last two to three years from a Afri- young African perspective when it comes to how young people identify themselves against the rest of the world. I think that's what answers your question. So the people who are deciding what happens next are actually young Africans. Um, I think the time when we used to have some kind of an inferiority complex when it came to Premium products landing into on South African soil, for example, or in Nigeria or in Kenya, that time has really changed. Um, and what you're really seeing is young people who are saying, um, "I don't want to take on your standardized products." Um, for me, I think that personalization, customization, and tweaking—you know—what we are consuming from a global perspective is of really really high importance. And so whether you're talking about some of the biggest brands in the world, like the Nikes and the Adidas in terms of the sports world, or you're talking about something completely different, um, you are finding local teams having a lot more power to dictate what those global ideas, values, campaigns are. And a lot of that is being fronted by these young people who will not accept any more uh, brands, product services that are kind of taken from overseas. So I think, That's one of the big points. And if you dig a little bit deeper, it's quite easy to understand why that's the case. If you look at, you know, the top 100 on the billboard, you'll find Burner Boy, you'll find other examples of, you know, African artists that are doing particularly well um, on that platform. If we're talking about, um, you know, the political sphere, we're seeing some of our leaders taking kind of front and center spots whether it's um you know at the eu or or world economic forum or wherever else it is it's kind of the african voice has been found so young people are trying to tap into that using the devices and tools that they have currently um, that obviously make a lot of sense and you also see that also from a social media perspective Um, we've reached the point where i think consumer collaboration is really beginning to take hold from a marketing and a business perspective. So rather than us sitting in our boardrooms and saying, hey, what does someone in Cameroon need when it comes to our specific products and services? We can actually go to the market and have very fruitful conversations with people who understand the market and who are the markets and who will help us um, to build brands and services that make sense to them.
0: I want to come back to something interesting you've said about how young people uh, look at how they identify against the rest of the world. Uh, and in the mix of that, there is this uh, sense of you've spoken about individuality. What is, the, what is the middle ground or the meeting ground between uh, you know having the sense of we all want to be individuals, but isn't that all us all being the same if we're being individuals, if that makes sense? Uh, and how do brands, some brands really get it, what, really get it um, right? So at the end of the day, we're all maybe appealing to the same uh, brand, making use of the same brand or going to the same place or using the same makeup products. But we still feel individu- like we're individuals within a group of people doing exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah, I remember probably about three or four years ago, my favorite quotes that I ever got from, um, you know, a young gentleman that we spoke to in Johannesburg. He said to me, um, I want to be an individual just like all my friends. And uh, I mean, to me, that, that literally said exactly what we're talking about, which is an interesting concept. I do feel as though, um, there's a little bit of discernment that's uh, appeared, particularly in the last two years. So there is a step away, I think, from the idea that, There is a cool trend, and an individualistic trend, which all of us want to be a part of, particularly the alcohol companies. They're very good at kind of um, catching on to something that is seen as rebellious and individualistic and providing that to the masses. I think what a lot of African youth are doing now is saying, actually, what's important to me? So it's true individualism in its original sense. And this is particularly important when you look at uh, countries in West Africa where um you know let's i mean let's be honest when it comes to our youth we still have a lot of um really big issues we, we've got you know service delivery issues we've got financial issues we've got you know other things that are um quite high on the priority list uh, in comparison to our uh, comrades overseas so um i think when it comes to individualism we're actually at a point now where you really have to fight for that freedom you You've got taboos that are coming from you know, all the parents or whatever else it is when it comes to being creative. So by the time you find yourself being an individual, you can be certain that it's true. Um, and, and I think that's one of the things that separates us from, from some of the other markets where we're doing some research outside of the continent.
0: Um, what excites you the most about marketing to African youth or research on African youth? I know you've spoken about how African youth is among the most resilient that you've seen. Uh, But what is it when it comes to the core of it that really excites you and drives you uh, to wanna do the research and gain the insights?
1: I think the most important thing for me has been just how much myth-busting we can do. Um, I've had a a really interesting experience being in boardrooms with people from around the world who have very strong opinions about what African youth uh, look like, act like, you know, what are our ethos, what are our beliefs, but again, uh, unfortunately, those have not been very uh, accurate, um, and so what I really pride myself in, what I really love, is the opportunity to talk to, um, you know, who we are, and how young people see themselves, and also acting as a conduit, because myself, you know, I just recently um, celebrated uh, you know, my, my fourth week as a parent. So I'm not exactly the best uh, example of being a, a youth myself. But, um, but what is important is being a conduit, being able to, uh, you know, tell people in these boardrooms that they can contact and have access to these incredible individuals who represent the markets that they're actually looking for. And you can have conversations that really bring across those key insights. Um, and so that's, that's really what excites me one of the things i think that people really struggle to to get a, a handle on is that you know you take a place like nigeria and in 2050 nigeria is going to have a bigger population as one country is the united states which in you know in many um in many ways represents a number of different countries you know i mean you look at africa's you know very similar to the size of texas as a province you know so so I think that says a lot, and that says that we're important. We're going to make up a bigger population of the world, so we might as well start speaking, behaving like we, you know, we represent that.
0: Mm. And Dali, finally, as you know here on Biz Trends, we are all about forecasting what's coming up in in the year to come. That would be 2023 this year. What are the big trends that you are most excited about uh, for the year to come?
1: I think there's a, there's a few and, um, you know, depending on your industry, depending on, um, you know, what it is you focus on, there's probably slight variations of this, but specifically around young people, I think we all need to start paying attention to new communities. I think that is of vital importance. Um, you know, health used to be described as something that was either physical or mental, but these days we're starting to see something called social health come to the fore as well. And social health is really protected and young people feel as though this is the space where they can be themselves if it's around their chosen communities, uh, what some of us might call our chosen tribes. So this isn't necessarily tribes like we used to see in the past uh, from a cultural perspective or in a conservative way. It's more about people that we elect to hang around who we know are going to back us, be there for us. Again, another hangover from COVID where... We were hyper-localized and only speaking to a very small um, minority of people in our local areas. And now we're slowly starting to broaden that and and go out again. So ultimately, that trend is all about intentional and stronger connections. And how can brands and and marketing departments and business in general make sure that they're taking advantage of that? Because that's a a really important thing that's not going to go away anytime soon. We also see it in manifestations in terms of what we're seeing on social media, things like you know, beauty influencers who look at like the anti-aesthetic as a thing, um, you know, anti-aesthetic being that, you know, we don't necessarily want to be super Instagrammable um, uh, super, um, you know, uh, done up, etc. cetera. It's more about, you know, how can we be our authentic selves? And we are seeing this really manifest in the choices that young Africans are making things like, or social applications like be real, Or um, recently, we've seen, you know, Stories has introduced um, Candid, which is all about how can we make our niche communities a little bit smaller, a little bit safer so that people can be how they naturally want to be out there in the market. So that's one of the things that's really important to the new communities. Another thing that I think is going to become of vital importance that we've talked about previously is collaboration. It's very difficult for us, and it's getting harder and harder as futurists and and people in the trend sphere of things to predict what's going to happen in the next six months to 12 months. You know, In the past, it was quite simple. You used to go overseas, and you knew that there would be a flow from the haves to the so-called have-nots in terms of trend influence. Well, that whole trend curve has been disrupted completely, and now what we find is a lot of things are starting out in the community, in the hood, in the township, and kind of being reverse-engineered into the first world. So how do you kind of keep abreast of that? One of the ways to do that is ultimately to, to stay in close connection and collaboration with young people who are producing those trends, who are looking at the ways in which the world is changing and how they view the world. So research has, been, has had an explosion in the last two to three years, and we are very lucky to be aligned in that world one of the other things we're seeing a lot happening is just, um, you know, branded communities, which have been happening for some time overseas, but are really kind of taking hold locally. A lot of our work has to do with getting major retailers to connect with people who represent their markets. And, you know, you're about to launch in two two months. You make sure that, you, you know, you have the ability to know what people are going to think about your launch, et cetera, et cetera. So for me, the one thing that I would take out of this conversation is, that young people are ready to collaborate and they want to do it in a way that's honest and genuine and participate in the products and services um, that they consume.
0: Thanks for joining us for Biz Trends 2023 Big Impact. Thanks to our contributors, sponsors, listeners and readers. Catch all the trends impacting your sector on biz throughout January.